0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
1: Before you listen to the podcast, I want to tell you about one of my favorite things in the world, the Lit Teacher Training. Creating this comprehensive teacher training really felt like my life's work compilation, and I hold nothing back. My mission is for everyone to know and understand the whole body, functional movement, and the how and why behind the movement choices we make to feel empowered, transforming your own lives, and sharing that knowledge with others. In the Lit Teacher Training, we investigate the poses and transitions, the energy flow through this vessel of our body, and work to move through space with increased precision and fluidity to create more joy and fun. So ask yourself, are you enjoying the life you're living in your body? If you're not fully, there's no better time than now to create new pathways and new opportunities, and with that fresh palette, attempt to emphasize growth and connection rather than accomplishment. Learning how to give people feedback in their bodies so that they retrain their own neural pathways and habitual movement patterns is truly a gift, and you will get that in this training. With both our self-guided and in-real-time virtual experience, the 10-week training is rich in functional anatomy from my background as a physical therapist, methodology, and yogic philosophy through a modern-day lens. Like the hundred of others around the world, you will complete the training with new skills, sound knowledge and confidence to teach others and you have access to the training for life finally our lit teacher community is vibrant and supportive and being a part of it is like having all your friends with who you speak the same language with the same passion so join this experience for reverence of the body as the container of the divine to change your life go to lityogatraining.com, and i can't wait for you to join our community I'm Laura Hyman, and welcome to Redefining Movement, a lit podcast designed to investigate all aspects of movement, from my background in physical therapy and neuroscience. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter movement patterns and compassion for ourselves and others, so together we can live our most uplifted lives, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer... I'm joined as always by my beautiful, talented, magical co-host, Kristen Williams. Hey, Laura. Hey, everybody. So good to be here. So good to be here. We have a fun question right away. This is from Amelie. She said, what is something interesting that people might not know about you and Kristen? I think she means separately. Like what's something that people might not know from just practicing with us or knowing us on some kind of public way?
2: I think there's several things about us together that people might not know. We are both only girls in our family. She's got three brothers. I've got two. We are both introvert extroverts.
1: That's what I was going to say. I think people assume that I'm an extrovert. And I think we both joke
2: about how much we do like our alone time. We're both extremely grateful for things. As I've gotten to know Lara better, particularly over the last year and a half or so, We just have so many similarities. We're both high achievers. That's not too surprising. We both are married to North Carolinian college rivals. There's a huge Duke, North Carolina rivalry between me and Laura that we love to give each other a heck about. Our husbands are very good friends. They crack each other up. We both married funny men. We both had wonderful relationships with our fathers. And strong mothers, were very similar, like in a symbiotic type of way. And I think that we are also equally
1: calm about things. We're really passionate. We don't sweat the small stuff. If it does come off, it's actually really true. It's a beautiful and potent mix to be super driven, but also we don't let things really get us down easily at
2: all. We both put our family first. We have a strong family unit. Everyone knows we're both moms and our kids are just our little hearts. It's so true. How about
1: you personally? Anything in your past, present, that would be really surprising for someone?
2: I'm usually surprised to find out how many places I've lived. I'm quite nomadic because most people just know me from the internet. We have moved around quite a bit. I am married to an athletic director that is not an uncommon profession to go from school to school. He's in a private school setting. And so As you move up, you usually move out. And I am licensed in many different states. So my first one was Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana. I've lived in Michigan. I've lived in two cities in New Jersey, and then now Wisconsin, and who knows where the next place is. That pops off the top of my head as something people might not know about me. Strangely enough, I just got my passport about a year and a half ago. I'm now traveling the world with Laura Hyman. So I've been around the U.S. quite a bit, both living and traveling, but I am a new world traveler and loving every minute of that. What about you, Laura?
1: I'd say probably something that people might not believe. I was in a beauty pageant because I was a homecoming queen of my high school, and sometimes that'll come up out of nowhere. Like I won Miss North Carolina Homecoming Queen, which was run by the same people who did Miss America. So it makes me chuckle because I'm low maintenance in many ways. But I also can really appreciate that lifestyle, which is not the type of lifestyle I have and how the women behind it are misunderstood, I think, and driven in a different way. Not all of them, for sure, but it's not like you can paint them all in one stroke. I think people would be surprised that I participate in that. And so winning North Carolina, I was able to have some scholarship money and then I went to nationals in Hawaii and my whole family was able to fly there for free. So that was really my first big trip, actually.
2: I must just collect homecoming queens because my freshman roommate was our homecoming queen and she's one of my closest friends. And you guys are both wonderful women and this goes to show. All right. The next one is from Lisa
1: B. How much should I move through the day? I work virtually, but find the lack of routine i.e. go to work, come home, makes it harder for me to motivate. And I think that a lot of people are in this position now after COVID where there's a lot of great things about work. We both work virtually. I've worked for myself for decades. I see where there can be like these seeps of time because you don't have maybe the same structure you'd have. Like coming into your house and leaving your house has a different feel when you're going to work. And then you can arrange things around that So I will just dive in and tell you what I think might work. Pretend like you have a schedule. That's what actually works for me. And I work from home and I have a separate place. Like I'm in this studio now or I have my podcast and all that. I actually have a schedule. I have to come in here and teach and I have meetings. But on the days where I have more openings, I put it in my calendar as if this is scheduled. Like somebody else scheduled it and I have to show up, but I'm the one that scheduled it. And so you have to give yourself the same framework and whether you actually leave the room you're in, I'm fortunate I'm able to actually leave the house. It's a separate building, just like my yurt was a separate building, which does have this threshold. Or if I'm just in my house, I go in a different room. I go in a different chair. I'll have meetings with the team and I'll go and sit in one table and then I'll go and do my work, maybe sitting on the couch. And I think that's just now so organic for me because I think it's when you're staying in your house in one position, everything just merges together. So literally changing locations. I've seen people and I've worked with people even in small apartments, having set places or leaving the apartment, taking a 10 minute walk, coming back. So you have to create your own thresholds of sort. And you need to also have a calendar that you put in the time to get the movement in and in a way that works for you. So if an hour block Feels like it's going to cause you more stress. Start with smaller
2: blocks. I would argue I could do a better job at that. This is my one room and this is my office in the house. And I do all my work here and I really should follow your advice. I have my stretches of time that I try to get all of my computer work done. And I've always recommended to my patients who had desk jobs and even like a desk job at an office, you're moving more than you are at home because you're getting up, you're going to the water fountain, you're going to the bathroom. You talk to somebody then you're going to meetings. Now, a lot of that has been taken out. People are moving less than they were at an office, even though they're still doing an office job. So when people are in an office, I would tell them to set a timer on their phone. And when that timer goes off, force yourself to get up, go get a drink, walk around the house. Even the littlest bit of movement is good for your body. Literally walking downstairs, go pet your dogs walk back up and sit down. Do that every hour, every half hour maybe, to where you are moving your muscles, you're changing (laughs) gravity, you're giving your posture muscles that little bit of a break. I think it's got to be good for your brain to do that as well. I will get up and just sometimes, I can feel the threshold because let's be honest, mine's so low. I'm like, you and I, we are moving all the time. So now whenever I'm not, I probably last an hour and a half, maybe here. And then I'm like, I got to go do something. So setting timers, it seems silly, but Laura, you put it in your calendar. It's the same thing. You get that calendar alert. I know when I schedule, when I'm going to exercise, I fit it in there. But if it's a work day you're dealing with, really making it part of your schedule, I think is your best bet.
1: Yeah. And I've talked to people lately in the corporate world where they are starting to take their meetings as they take a walk. That isn't going to work for everybody. I know. So just where can you fit in movement while you are working? Maybe waiting on the phone call, and it's just not a phone call that requires you to also be on your computer. And again, it could be 10 minutes. The other final thing I'll say is, remember, the brain is highly persuadable, highly attached to what you do the most or what you're doing. So if you find that when you're not working, you immediately grab your phone and you start scrolling Just observe yourself as this third party and be like, you know what? That's where my habit is and I need to break that. And Instead of picking up the phone because I'm still sitting down, even though this is a break from work, get up and leave your phone behind or put on a podcast and listen to it. Even the creators of Apple say like it's a hit to our neurotransmitters to look at that, but it's not the type of hit we want. We need a hit of exercise that actually generates those endorphins naturally. And by the way, it's not going to be perfect, but you just start. I always say this to people. The fact that you even have the question there means you're already on the path because you're saying like, this isn't working as well as I'd like it to. And now I'm searching and I'm curious, I'm investigating as opposed to just thinking this is how it is. Okay. We got another question and this is about breathing. This is from Sonia B32, AS, how to
2: help my breathing. I can't seem to get out of shallow breaths. I would start with your posture, Sonia. When we think about our lungs, they're encased in our rib cage, which is attached to our spine. The lungs, the ribs need to be able to expand. The spine needs to be able to open. And when we are in a rounded, forward head, depressed, slouched posture, We cannot take deep breaths. In fact, if you're driving, listening to this, if you're walking, stop what you're doing and just slouch and try to take a deep breath and just feel, that's as big as you can take it, right? You can feel what that is. And then everybody come up and get a nice tall triple S posture, draw your skull in line with the scapula in line with the sacrum and take a big breath and feel how you can get that breath down into your lower Lobes of the lungs down into your low back. That's the depth of breath that you're not able to get because when we compress in that area, we can really only get that shallow up in the chest type of breath. And even that's limited by that posture. But if you can start, this can be through mobility work. We've got a great Start Here series on the Lit Daily where we do core, spine, shoulder, upper extremity and breath and core mobilize. And then you can do some of your own soft tissue work if you feel restrictions. It's truly amazing to see what moving the body into better posture, into a fuller, more functional range can do for your breath. This is true when you're running, when you're in athletics as well, but especially just with daily routine. I think you have to train yourself to breathe into the lower ribs. So I'm bringing my hands down around my low ribs and breathe out into that. We call it a 360 degree breath because it's going around to the front ribs, the side ribs, and the back ribs. Most of us breathe in the front. We breathe in the upper chest and we breathe in the front ribs. We don't breathe into the back. Lara, you've got some fabulous stuff for that core and breath in this Start Here series. Again, it's an education and Don't feel bad if you feel like, what is she talking about? Try these videos out because you're going to need the hands-on cues. You're going to need the cues of the chair. She uses straps. You're going to need that feedback because it's not going to make sense to you naturally if you don't do this. I have grown in my own breath just in the last six years or so of working. I've been teaching lit for the last 10, but I would say in the last six years and I've been heavily invested in more of our upper level education where we get into this stuff. I wasn't thinking about this as a physical therapist and that's a shame. It's this rib mobility, it's the trunk mobility, it's the breath, it's the core. And doing that is going to serve your whole body, your brain, your energy. Speaking of energy level, breath work, I have really become such a firm believer of really the position of the rib cage and the spine as it relates to breath. Because I think my parents are getting older. I'm seeing breath changes in them. You start to think about things when it affects you directly, whether indirectly through your family or directly in your own body. Laura, I know you've got so much to add to that.
1: Yeah. Like you said, don't feel bad about it because as a PT, Kristen was saying, this isn't necessarily training we get in PT school. We don't get it in these higher degrees. Nobody got it in elementary school. Nobody got it in high school. You're not getting it in your office most likely. So your body adapts. There's automatic breathing that happens. That's just at a level that's unconscious, meaning we go to sleep. We don't have to think about breathing. I'm talking. I don't have to think about breathing. And then there's this added layer that is conscious and that is voluntary and that is connected to really the mechanics of the core muscles that the position of Kristen's talking about the spine and the rib cage, the position of your head. If your head is forward, it's going to pull you in a more contracted position. So breathing techniques to me always work better in conjunction with postural training and movement because everybody's going to come into it, especially if you already know your shallow breathing. Somebody might tell you, put your hand on your low back and try and breathe there. And that is absolutely super important. We do that. And then we couple it with how to make that more permanent, how to free up the intercostals, which are the space between your ribs so they're not compressed down and they have some growth potential that can help the breath be bigger and more robust. We're going to help your spine get longer so you have more potential in the back part so it's not... Compressed in the lower ribs or the upper ribs, just like Kristen was saying, only conditioned to breathing up in your chest or like in your belly and lower ribs, front ribs. So the good thing about everything is it's changeable. It's just, you do need knowledge. Somebody saying, okay, take a deep breath isn't going to translate at all. And in fact, what I've found with people, it makes sense. It makes them more shallow because they're like, I'm not getting this. And then that can get you stressed. Shallow breathing is very hand in hand with a more anxious state of being too. So just know that this will take time and embrace the challenge of the time, but also be patient because you don't want it to become something that makes you more anxious and therefore makes your breath more shallow. But posture is massively important. Just think about the encasing of your organs and the expansion of your ribs and then all the tissues and the muscles within that, like the iliosoas that attaches to the diaphragm, which is going to need some space for all this. It's really important. And it doesn't have to be perfect. There is no perfect posture. There's more optimal posture. And what does that mean? It's not about how it looks. It's about how it feels inside, to live inside an ecosystem that is better balanced, that is structurally sound, that is adaptable, and that is going to serve you. Like you're talking about with aging, like one reason we're worried about it for older people is they're more likely to have problems with immunity. Their lungs are not working at the most optimal capacity. We're only utilizing 20% of our lungs capacity, and then you're hit with some kind of virus and you aren't as resilient as an older person. That's a problem.
2: So we want to prepare for today and for years to come. Amen. Great question. That's such a catchphrase right now, sustainability, but it's true. It's everything. They talk about
1: health span and lifespan. And we want our health span to be as long and as robust as our lifespan, because that's what makes living so much more enjoyable. We're not limited by our health. So thank you for these questions. As you went from like things you know about us to breathing, you can ask us anything, write us at support at lityoga.com, send us an email. Don't even think about it. And if you're at all shy about a question or don't want your name attached to it in any way, just say, I'd like this to be anonymous. That's not a problem at all.
2: Yep. You can find us on Instagram. You can find Lara at Lara.hymen, or you can find me at KBWilliams99. You can also find us via email at support at lityoga.com.
1: And please try out all of our different series. We have the Start Here series on Lit Daily. We have series for breast support, for posture, and then write us. We're so happy to hear from you. Like I got a message, somebody saying they love the start here series. Now what do you recommend? Write us directly. We know that there's a lot of choices in the platform and we're here to support you. So you're not just set adrift and please also rate, review, share this podcast with your friends, your family so that we can spread the word of redefining movement, which is there are ways to move well and better than we have been taught or not taught to do. And we're here to help with that. So thank you so much. And as always, we're pulling for you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Redefining Movement. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating and review or share with someone you know. Check us out at www.litmethod.com.